Good morning. Good morning. Today's Friday. Fear not Friday. Yeah, fear not Friday. The it, first fear not Friday of 2024. 24. It's the fifth day of January. The year is 2024. Is that right already? Oh. All right, let's get going, guys. Boom. It's time to lift our hearts to Jesus. It's time to break some holy. Have your coffee and your Bible. Listen to what the Spirit says. It's time for daybreak. Daybreak. All right, good morning. I, we're going to play you one of our older songs. This, we simply titled this uh, Jacob's Song. Now this will just be with a couple of guitars, and uh, you know I I know you're praying for us that everybody gets healed up in our family, uh, and I appreciate that very much. Quickly because we leave for Honduras next week. Yeah, we leave for Honduras next Saturday, but everybody's on the mends. It's just trying to get better. Tune in, tune in, tune in. So Jacob's song is taken by. Uh, you know the story of Jacob his brother is trying to kill him and he runs for his life and he lays down and he goes to sleep and uh, has a dream I'm sorry I'm on the last hold on just a second it's live it's live y'all so anyway Jacob makes this deal and when we wrote this song uh, I can I had in the past straight away, and I was just asking God, restore, 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 and I'll follow you the rest of my days. Amen. And he did, and I am. Amen. Yeah. 
So I'm sure you guys know the story. He made a lot of decisions. Jacob, his name even means deceiver, supplanter. And uh, when he lays down and he goes to sleep, he's, we call it Jacob's ladder, but he sees this ladder reaching from heaven to earth. Angels ascending and descending upon it. And he wakes up and he goes, Man, I lay down in God's house and I didn't even know it. He sure. takes some oil out, which is a very Jewish thing to do, is oil. I keep a bottle in my pocket. Uh, and anointed the rock that he had his head on. I don't sleep with my head on a rock, though, very often, you guys. And anyway, he anoints that rock and he says, Lord, if, if you will be with me, if you will, if you will keep me on my path, a tenth of everything I own, I will give to you, and I'll serve you. And, uh, I always, uh, we we love that. We love that section of scripture. No matter where we are, whatever place we're at at the time, we turn to the Lord and say, "Okay, I'm ready. I'm done. 
the Lord will hear our prayers and he will be with us. So I'm very, very thankful for that. And also, guys, that also plays in just to, just trying to get the Bible study. So this also plays into uh, Nathaniel. Remember when Nathaniel comes to Yeshua and he says, um, uh, Behold an Israelite indeed in whom is no guile. And he says, How do you know me? And he said, When you were under the tree, I saw you. And just by that statement, Nathaniel says, You're the king of Israel. You know, and it makes you go, what was he What was he doing under the tree? What, how was he praying? What was he saying? You're the king of Israel. And he says, you believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree? I tell you, I'm go you're going to see greater things than this. For you shall see angels ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Guess what? Jesus, Yeshua, is the ladder that connects earth and heaven. We say the bridge. We can say the ladder. Uh, it goes all the way back to the dream. He's the connection that pulls the two together. And I thank God for that. All right. And the only way. And the only way. I mean, there wasn't like a yeah, whole yeah. No, no, no other way. There was not a whole bunch of ladders. There was one, one ladder. All right. There's one ladder. There's one bridge. All right. We are in. Let's see. Boom. I got to get over here. We are in. Thank you. I'm glad y'all like that song. We are thinking about, we have an old recording of it, but we are thinking about making a professional recording of that, that song. I'd like to know your opinion. Patreon? Not yet. It Not will yet. be. It will be. And I'm putting, right now I'm doing plain and simple on Patreon. And so each Monday a new song will go on. And these songs, these are not things we sell anymore. These are just, but because we, put them on we recorded them many years ago we uh i'm like okay you guys on patreon so each i think i've set it up where each monday you're going to get a new song and you're going to find out us 20 years ago yeah <laughs> anyway <laughs> hallelujah god is so good to us i'm telling you he's so good to us verse 15 this is the one that i understood and everybody said they liked I guess I talked too long. Looked like I lost three people. <laughs> all right. Verse 15. We're in Proverbs 28, 15. Here we go. Like a roaring lion, lion and a charging bear is a wicked ruler over his people. Over people, excuse me. Like a roaring lion and a charging bear is a wicked ruler over poor people. Excuse me. So the imagery that Solomon has given us here is a roaring lion. Now, the imagery is not like I would see it at the zoo. I go to Nashville Zoo and see the lion. He's not roaring either. I mean, he's pretty tame. But out in the wild, could you imagine turning around and there's a lion roaring? That's the imagery. Or... A charging bear. Can you imagine a charging bear? Donna, you uh, you get to see bears up there around the Smoky Mountains, right? Uh, but usually they're not charging people, right? Can you? But could you imagine? I mean, I it, here's the imagery to me is not only that the lion, but that charging grizzly bear is what I'm thinking. That's just running at me, and I'm like, this is uh, unpredictable, right? Uh, dangerous, uncontrollable. Uh, 
And that's what a wicked ruler is over people. Verse 16 goes with these. These, these two are actually tied together, I believe. A, a wicked ruler over poor people. They're dangerous to them. Verse 16, a ruler who lacks understanding is a great oppressor. But he who hates covetousness will prolong his days. That's why... Um, that's why there's so much genius in the founding of this country, America, is because they understand the oppressor. They understood the oppression that so easily gets in governments. And so, uh, that's why you said, man, it seems like it takes a long time for things to change in Congress. Yeah, that's on purpose. It's supposed to be hard to change laws. It's supposed to be hard. It's not easy. That's why there's three branches of government. The founders of this country, they know how wicked rulers are and how bad that is on people. And so, in my opinion, without the King Jesus sitting on his throne, Yeshua on his throne, I believe it's the best government that you could have. That's my personal opinion. I mean, what we want is the righteous king, but until that happens, we deal with wicked men, wicked oppressing men. Wicked rulers who oppress people. And that's always the case, and it's always going to be the case. Always, you know. And and like we were talking about yesterday, even wars, when people wage wars, it is older men who decide to go to war, and they send the young men to kill each other, and the young men don't even have a problem with each other most of the time. And I'm not saying there's not just war and, uh, and, and right reasons to go to war. I believe that there, there is, definitely. I, I'm, just, I'm just saying, sometimes, every, everything, that it's, it's not always on the up and up. And so I thank God for, for our government system. He who hates covetousness will prolong his days. Covetousness is... One of the Ten Commandments, actually. Thou shalt not covet. What does it mean to covet? What's covetousness? It means to desire to possess something that belongs to somebody else. Right? I want your land. I want your oil. I want your fill in the blank. That's covetousness. And therefore, even in the commandments, the commandments went beyond just what people actually did and reached all the way. It re, the commandments reach all the way down in the heart of what you want to do as well. This was one that the Apostle Paul said, you know, covet. He, he, that got a hold of him, right? He shares with us. The Apostle Paul did. So covetousness, but if you hate covetousness, we see that in our, we forsake it. That'll prolong our days. And so wicked rulers are a great oppressor and oppression to poor people. And uh, God help us. And may God, may you be first and foremost and give us godly right rulers in this land. In Jesus, Yeshua's holy precious name. Amen. Verse 17. Verse 17 says, A man burdened with bloodshed will flee into a pit. Let no one help him. 
Now, it's hard to tell the way this is written exactly what he's meaning with will flee into a pit. Is he, because of his guilty conscience, uh, actually falling into a pit? I, I think it's, it's what, what he's saying is he's going to reap what he has sown. A man guilty with bloodshed, right? He's burdened with bloodshed. He's going to flee into a pit. He things are. Uh, he's going to get caught. Things are not going to go well for him. And it says, "Let no one help him." Um, he needs to reap what he has sowed. Don't don't protect him. If he's burdened with bloodshed, he's, if he's guilty of bloodshed, he needs to reap what he has sown. I'll never forget sitting down with someone once, and they were asking me, Pastor. Uh, do you believe in capital punishment? And I said, yes. And they said, how can you be in a Christian pastor, a, a Messianic Christian pastor, a believer? How can you believe in capital punishment? And I said, well, I just do. I mean, um, I think grace can give people a time to repent and talk to God. And I thank God that God is, I thank the Lord that he's so merciful and but there are some cases, and I'm not saying for every case, you know, but there are some cases. I mean, give them time to repent, give them time to talk to God, but I believe in capital punishment. I just, this is my opinion. You know, people that do things like what happened on October the 7th, just slaughtering innocent people, raping and slaughtering babies and children and women. These people need to be taken off the earth. Do not justify that. I don't care who you are. Do not just, you cannot justify that. You can't justify that. You can't do it. You know, and, and these people need to be taken off of the earth. People that are, that, that want to actually slaughter innocent people. No, no. Righteous people, uh, people, uh, people that want to live in community with others. Praise the Lord. Um, let no one let no one help him. Help him. Uh, like we were talking about yesterday, even you know, some of these cases, I pray for the innocent people. I I hate war. There is nobody hates war more than I do. I hate war. But I do realize that there are people that just they need to be gone. They need to be gone. Hopefully they would turn to the Lord and I, I, my desire is everybody to get, I don't want to see anybody go to hell. I don't want to see anybody go to hell. I don't want to see anybody be lost for eternity. I, I'd love to get the gospel to every creature. That's what we're called to do as a, as a community of believers. We are commissioned by our Lord to preach the gospel to everybody. Everybody. But when, when, you, when your hatred leads you to just go kill innocents, uh, I think you need to be taken. I don't think I think you have forfeited your right to live, and I believe God has a holy law that says that as well. And I believe there's grace and mercy within. You can have grace and mercy within that. What do you think? You may disagree with me on that, uh, and that's okay. We can disagree and still be brothers and sisters. Amen. Whoever walks blamelessly will be saved, but he who, um, verse 18, whoever walks blamelessly will be saved, but he who is perverse in his ways will suddenly fall. Now, when, when we read something that says we'll be saved, we think, 
our mind because we think in new covenant ways, you know, church thinking ways, we're thinking of eternal salvation. We're taking of eternity and being saved and being in heaven. But often, you know, the scriptures in their context, often, not that you couldn't use this that way, which is good. Uh, to use this that way, you're talking about blamelessly will be saved. If you're talking about eternal salvation, then you're talking about the blameless, righteous record of Christ being put on your account. And that's a good thing. Uh, and that's the only way we can be saved eternally. But the word saved or delivered in the Bible means many things. And in the context here, I think he's talking about, remember, uh, I don't think he has eternal salvation in view. Solomon doesn't when he's saying this. He's talking about, and we'll go back and read this, but he's talking about the law of blessings and curses. And I marked this so we could go back and read it. I want you to hear this and understand this. Starting with verse 26 in Deuteronomy 11. Deuteronomy 11, verse 26. This is the Lord speaking. Behold, I set before you today a blessing and a curse. The blessing, if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and the curse, if you do not obey the commandments of the Lord your God, but turn aside from the way which I command you today to go after other gods which you have not known. And Deuteronomy sets within here blessings and curses. Blessings if you hear and listen to the Lord. Curses if you forsake the Lord. So there is deliverance in our life. There is a, you know, being saved doesn't always, is not always talking our, about our born again being saved for eternity, but there it also has within it, or this has within it, the living right brings blessings into your life, and living wrong brings curses into your life. Let's read this again. Whoever walks blamelessly will be saved, but he who is perverse will suddenly fall. What he's saying is, God's hand is going to be with and blessings are going to be upon the one who is walking blameless. He's living right. Not perfectly right, but he's trying to live right. I'll give you a New Testament. Uh, a New Testament example of this. Example of this. You remember when Cornelius saw an angel and he told Cornelius, I want you to send to Joppa for Simon Peter. He's living with Simon the Tanner. And he will tell you words by which you and all your house can be saved. And So the angel, in the book of Acts, the angel tells Cornelius to go send for Peter because now there's this new covenant that's come into being. Well, but why? And if you read the story, why did the angel do that? He says, listen, your alms have come up for a memorial before God. God looked at Cornelius and said, this is a, this is a man who's trying to live right. We're not talking about perfect. He can't, you can't live good enough to get into heaven, okay? Yeah. But 
This is a man who's trying to live right. He's blessing the people. He's helping the people. He's making alms. He's giving to the poor. God looks upon him and he says, I'm going to bless that man. And so he sends an angel because now it's a new covenant. Now Jesus, Yeshua, has died, was buried, and rose again from the grave. And now an angel is sent to Cornelius and he says, send to and get Simon Peter and he'll come and tell you how you can be saved. What I want you to understand is this man's obedience to God got God's attention. Yes, because his obedience was of faith. Yes, he, he had faith. that God was, and he wanted to know more. Amen. That, that's what I'm saying. Makes me think about the Gentile woman that was, you know, asking Jesus, come and heal my daughter. And Jesus was like, Hey, you know, hey, I ain't I'm even sent to you. Israel. Yeah, right I'm now I'm here for Israel. Yeah, yeah. But she wanted. She's like, but Lord, even the dogs eat from the crumbs at the table, and God respected that <laughs> and yeah. healed her child. Healed her child. Healed her child. And these are things you know to rightly divide. You got to understand these things. He's like, I'm not sent to the Gentiles yet. That's that's not time for this. I'm only come for the lost sheep of the house of Israel, right? To the Jew first, then also to the Greek. It's going, and we see Cornelius is where it, it didn't mean God never saved a Gentile before that, because he did. But as a movement, that's where you see it branching, and now it's like Gentiles too? Yes, Gentiles too. And Peter is sent. And you know what? What did Peter preach to him? God, Because of the vision, Peter says, God has revealed to me. And I'm putting it in my own words. This isn't word for word. God has shown me. That in every nation, he who walks right and fears God is accepted among him. So basically, he preaches to him Jesus. And while he's preaching to Cornelius, the Holy Spirit falls on the entire house. And they're baptized in the Holy Ghost, just like the Jewish apostles were, or the 120 were, uh, the apostles and the believers, the followers, on the day of Pentecost, happens at Cornelius' house, a Roman centurion. Just to say, God loves people who have a heart that loves him and is trying to walk right. Amen. Uh, time is up. All right. We'll get off here. Shabbat Shalom, brothers and sisters. Love you so much. Thank you for being here. Yes, thank you for being ad adopted and grafted in. And remember, this grafted in doesn't mean uh, second-class child. It, it's We're one. All believers are one, Jew, Gentile, male, female. We are one. Have different roles, but we're one. Nobody's better than anybody. We're all one in Messiah, one in Yeshua, one in the olive tree. Hallelujah. God is good. All right, guys. I pray you have a blessed, blessed weekend. I think, did you see Brother Charles on here? Any of y'all see Charles McFarland on here? I bet he's on the road today. He probably isn't here. <laughs> anyway, I think Brother Charles is going to share with us at the upper room tomorrow. So that's going to be a blessing. He's driving down here. Brother Charles is on the Hearts and Hands for Honduras team. We'll be going down to Honduras, leaving out next Saturday. I want you to keep us in your prayers, please. Now, we'll be right back here with you next week 
on daybreak. So thanks for being here. Let's say the Lord's Prayer, and we'll end this stream. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Hey, saints, I love you guys. So, Lord willing, we will see you here on Daybreak next Tuesday morning, 8 o'clock. Hope you can be here.